Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again. And most important, don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Adam Mata's DNVR Nuggets and VP of Creative Content at DNVR. And I'm joined by Mike Olson, who has a column, a weekly column, The Weekend. How do you say it, Mike? In your head? I don't, the Weekend? I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess you just do say The, the Weekend, or, or you pronounce all the letters like we do DNVR, because <laughs> you, don't, you, you don't say Denver, you know? So it's, it's a good... I don't know. I hadn't really thought about that until you brought it up. Now, well, you say it. a weekly column, that's always a lot of fun. He has a, a different voice than anybody else on staff and always brings something great um, to the table. Today, we're going to be comparing and talking about two movies, two basketball movies. You're a basketball guy. You like all sports, but you're a basketball guy f- first and foremost, wouldn't you say? I, I, it is, it is definitely my love out of uh, the majors for sure. I, I really do love basketball most of all. I think just it, it appeals to my sensibilities of how fast the game moves and everything. It, it keeps my attention. No, for sure. So we're gonna compare <laughs> Hoosiers, which does not keep my attention. Spoiler alert. And <laughs> Semi Pro, which also I think is ridiculous, but I guess between. A movie I loathe and a movie I just don't care for. I will take the don't care for one. So not to not to get this, this is, is going to be a fun chat today. Oh, I, I, like can't, I can't wait for it, Mike, because you're going to have to like keep people from hanging up and, and like just turning off this this thing because everybody loves Hoosiers. It's widely regarded as one of the best sports movies, and what we're going to talk about a lot is why I absolutely despise it. Um, <laughs> so so this this should be a, a lot of fun. I'm going to start you off though. So this movie's made in 1986. When did you see it? Mike Mike for the record everybody is is one of our most seasoned writers uh on That's staff. Sad. What a nice way to say that. I I really appreciate uh that he's you old. put it in those terms. Yeah, I've, I've been around a while. Um, while I did have the opportunity to see it then, I, I think it was a few years after that. I think okay. I was uh, in some somewhere, yeah, I, I want to say closer to 90, somewhere in there. Okay. At home. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So um, had the opportunity to, you know, not not have tons of people around, just, just kind of got to take it in as it was. So, yeah. So Hoosiers is the archetype sort of sports movie, right? It's old coach with a mysterious past, small yeah. town that's very passionate about their sports team, and they're an underdog looking to upset everybody. I mean, it's got all of the major beats sort of um in, in a lot of ways, I mean, 1986, it's not it's not that it's the oldest movie, but for sports movies, you know, it's it's setting sort of setting the trend especially for basketball ones. So, um, you know, we'll kind of go over sort of the beats of of the movie as we get here, but my first note in this one, Mike, the court was absolutely tiny. The, so, like, when they go to the gym and they start training, you know, old, I, Coach, I, sh- I guess I should probably have, like, the cast name in front of me. I'm going to pull it up here because I just keep calling him, uh, like, Gene Ackman. Like, that's the, yeah. So, Gene Ackman shows up in the in the gym and they go in. There's some players sort of working out. And that court might be 30 feet long. Yeah. That's my first note. <clears throat> yeah. I think, you know um... – I think in ways they found a school that they were looking to kind of 
give that connotation of um, this this school just couldn't get any tinier, right? <laughs> right. And, exactly, and so yeah. um, it it really it's it's funny because um, after you had chatted with me and told me that these were the two we were going to be talking about. While I didn't get a chance to go back all the way through either one of them, I did get a chance to go back and look at both of them. And, and you look at this one, and it's funny because it does, um, <clears throat> in ways, you've got that, it, it pulls at the heartstrings, it does all, of, it, it hits all of the huge notes of what has now come to be known as these movies. Um, but you don't realize until you go back to it, because it's one of the very first ones that kind of told this you know, based on a true story type of thing or, right. or inspired by a true story type of thing actually is probably more accurate. Yeah, inspired for sure. It, it's, it's really, it's so broad brush in a couple of spaces that, that you, you know, in, in retrospect, it's, it, uh, it, it does, uh, hit those notes very loudly. I, I will, I will go with you there. Um, so but I, it's still, I, I like the it. idea. You're right. That they're painting like this town couldn't be smaller. This gym couldn't be smaller. Like everything is, I mean, they really paint a nice picture of this very boring town. I mean, everybody's they, bored. They they they've got they've got this tiny little space, and that's that's kind of why you understand that they love things like the basketball team and things like that. I mean, I don't, you know, Fort Collins wasn't that small a town as I was growing up when I was younger, but it's still. I don't think it you know, qualifies. You, you you've 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 been around those small towns up at least around northern Colorado where you walk into a gym and you go. Oh, oh man, I, I guess alt really isn't going to be full tonight. You know, right, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting that way. So the reason I bring up the tiny court, though, is because arguably the most famous scene in the entire movie, they go to the big arena in Indianapolis for the championship, and he measures, you know, how far is the free throw line? How far is this? And he goes, see, you'll find that the exact same measurements are as back in Hickory. And I'm thinking, <laughs> no, they're not. That's not right. That's <laughs> not not at all. That court's like three <laughs> times longer. For sure. So, actually, it's funny because everybody knows that line. I didn't think that back in the day, but I w went to rewatch this one. I'm thinking, okay, that's funny. That iconic scene is a lie. Um, they have that's six. Funny. They have six players, but they only play five. Um, when one fouls out early on in the scene, Coach Norman only plays four, like right. rather than play five. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, because he's punishing the kid, right? I mean, the the one kid who refuses to to follow what he says to do. Uh, basically, he says, uh, "What was it? They've got like a four-pass rule. They've got to pass." Four oh, times right, yeah, shoot. yeah, yeah. So the one kid just won't. He just won't. He just keeps shooting and making <laughs> shots, but because he won't follow what he's being told, he gets benched. And so when they get knocked down to four, coach is like, "Too bad, you know, keep going." <laughs> We're so just it's, going, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know? It reminds, yeah. It, it, there's one guy in there that is kind of the the like runt. In fact, he's actually smaller than everybody else. And yeah. it's yeah. funny because I think a lot of people project onto this movie like, oh, here's one of my big complaints, Mike. We can start getting right into these. <laughs> one of my big complaints is that there's this <laughs> idea of like the coach comes in and teaches these hard nosed lessons or whatever. But the truth is, he doesn't really teach any lessons. I mean, he's kind of a jerk. They. You know, there's the hard lesson of like, yeah, he's shooting, so we're going to bench him and rather lose this or that. But like there's several circumstances in the movie where like the down on his luck player has to go to the line or, you know, something big has to happen. And every instance, the coach kind of looks at him like, oh, him. <laughs> I'm thinking well, like, man, it's not exactly instilling confidence in him. Well, they definitely they, they go with sort of the, you know, they – they really lean into the old timey stuff, so they go with kind of that tough love paradigm, right? They 
this is this is the way to get through to these kids is just to to tough love them to the point that they they break through and and <laughs> and while and while I will say that you know I I think that's not always the worst thing to do I think if you were to do that with say every player on your team right you you yeah. you played on a lot of basketball teams over the years if that was the way that the coach approached every guy um, with without any um, regard as to who each one of them was what was the this the the small kid ollie right uh yeah yeah, yeah he um not a lot of character development from ollie i mean he does make two shots to win the game at a very crucial game granny style mind you <laughs> he shoots them both granny style but like going to the line and everything everybody's kind of like not believing in him and there's no moment of like Oh, he was always unconfident, but he's grown, and the team believed in him. It's kind of like he just happens to hit him, and then everybody's just like, "Oh, no way!" So, so here's <laughs> here's where I think this is interesting for Hoosiers because because there was some of that. I remember the first time I saw it that I was like, "Okay, I'm trying to figure out why I did like this, and I'm trying to figure out why I, you know, what what I struggled with about a couple of things here, even as I watched it years back." And and you think um, the the thing that was interesting to me is. The director, the the casting, they decided that because they wanted the basketball to look realistic, um, they cast guys for the team who were basketball players and tried to teach them how to act oh, as opposed to casting actors um, who they thought could play basketball. Also because they were on a tight budget and because, frankly, they needed guys who could sink the shot because they just didn't have time to sit and make it happen over and over again. And the guy, as he's watching other movies of these sorts, I mean, I think about, like, I look, I, I'll be the first to say I love cheesy basketball movies, right? <laughs> so so I was, I was kind of hoping that you were going to tell me we were doing, like, The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh or something oh, like that. Oh, man, yeah. Because I was going to be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm ready to talk about this. Um, yeah. You know? And 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 still, we should have, to be honest. <laughs> and, and in this case, what he wanted was he wanted believable-looking basketball. He wanted yeah. he wanted to be able to show a whole play and a shot going down at the end, right? And so he decides to cast these guys. And so I think, like, I think that first shot by uh, that that first uh, granny shot by Ollie, where it goes so short of the basket, oh I think my it, god, it looks yeah. so pathetic. <laughs> yeah, it goes because about it's the same as like yeah. it's the same as like you know, um, it, it it it's it's that you've got a kid who can actually play basketball trying to pretend like he can't play basketball, yeah. and and I think it actually looks awkward that way. But it it's um, I I think that's why in ways um, it played out that way, and I think because people weren't so used to the format back then. And then you give it that level of believability. I think that's why people really got pulled into it. I mean, the 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 gruff, yeah. the gruff but lovable guy, and that was a lot of Gene Hackman type of roles. You know, that it just all oh, of it. Sure, the, he was a he was a very well cast as the like crotchety old old basketball coach, and I think they do do a very nice job of sort of capturing the feel of a high school game, especially a small time high school game where everybody's yeah. sort of dressed up to be there. You know, but I think he, that's one of the funny things about it. And he hated it. He 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 tried to get the director fired. Gene Ackman? <laughs> yeah. I think he's he, like the worst, right? Isn't he terrible yeah. to work with as an actor? Every I, every director know, hates him. I don't I don't know that. I know that I know uh, that Wes Anderson did. 
I, I have heard that, um, and, and I, I've heard that on a couple of others. I heard he was really quite something, say, on like French Connection, clear back when, right? I mean, all the way through. So, yeah, he's probably got a bit of an attitude, but <laughs> yeah, he tried to get the director fired. He, he, thought, he thought he had ruined his career. Um, he, they, they called him to come do voice over dub back ends, and he wanted to see a cut of the film before he would agree to come uh, oh cut, cut his voiceover stuff. And then he liked it so much, he came back to the director and he was like, how the F did you do that, basically? It was like, That's oh. so funny. Yeah, so kind of interesting. I, I like that. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> um, go, so back, a couple other things happen here. There, the, the games, the format of the story is basically, you know, Arrival, early on some struggles, you know, the whole training montage. You get all those, those you know, things that have kind of become copied over and over and over again in sports. And then you get the race to the championship or, you know, to the state championship. So the games are start out small gyms, small stakes, whatever, and they kind of grow. Early yeah. on, a player comes to Gene Ackman. They're, they're losing early on, districts or whatever. And a player comes to him with a suggestion. He says, hey, I think we can run on these guys. And Gene Ackman just looks at him and then, like, points at the bench and is like, get to the bench for a suggestion. Yeah. I thought it could have been, a, you know, based on what I saw of the basketball. I think he's right. They could have got out on the break a little more. I, you know, here's, here's how I see this and I'm going to, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and I hope it doesn't mess up anything you're trying to do here. <laughs> That's fine. But, but I, I swear to God, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to give some sort of arc of growth to Gene Hackman because at the very end where he calls the play and the players are all just like frustrated okay. and upset okay. and he finally says, what? What's your problem? And and uh, Jimmy says, I'll I can make, make the shot. Make it, yeah. And he changes it. Right? Yeah. He, he changes his mind because he finally believes in his players. And it's like, I, I think that's meant to be the finish of this no, 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 yes arc all the way through. And it, it it's it, a little inelegant. It, it's, yeah, and it's certainly better than hitting a kid, which is what we we eventually find out. Like, here's, the th here's one of my problems. This is the overarching problem I have with Hoosiers. In addition to, I think, like... I, I think everybody that like played up until high school sports or something that like the Hoosiers is Hoosiers is like the um the best movie about basketball values. And I just find it like so not I'm like, yeah. it, you know, but part of it is, yes, Gene Ackman hit a kid has had a frustration, punched one of his former players and now is coaching again. And I just by the end of it, sure, he has that moment where he lets Jimmy take the shot. But. Yeah. Talk about small growth, like a tiniest yeah. little should, kernel should, of personal growth. Should, should, I mean, was was he punished before for hitting the kids? Should should officers <laughs> right. come into the gym exactly. right at the end of the championship and Well, so so to that point, yeah. there is a brawl in one of these games and uh after like immediately after the brawl, he shares a laugh with the player that punched another one, kind of like a ho oh, oh. and then play resumes. <laughs> There's an actual the stands, everybody runs onto the court, they fight for a while, and then it's like, all right, check it in. You know, like check yeah, ball. I, yeah, and, and and is that meant to be representative that way? Because in a lot of other ways they tried to do that stuff, right? I, I mean the, the, I'm the guessing, granny shot was actually a shot back right, there. They, yeah. they do the they do the push shot, right? They do the one footed push shot a lot because they taught these kids how to shoot it. They they narrowed the key back down to six feet. I mean, they right, really yeah. tried to kind of go for that fifties thing, but but was that 
was that fight thing because they decided that's the way it would happen. I, I think so. Just, I think so, too. I think that was the 50s. Yeah, <laughs> I think so, like, too. Maybe you know what? Just your like, run-of-the-mill oh, brawl. Let's just, uh, you know, everybody pick up your teeth and let's uh, let's get back to this. There's a game to be played. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, slap shot on a basketball court, basically. Uh, there's right? also uh, a player who rips open his stitches at one point, and Gene Hackman <laughs> runs onto the court, looks at the trainer and says, patch him up! Yeah. No concern but, at all for this guy who has an open wound, bleeding profusely. <laughs> Um, another, just, just, okay. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, it's, maybe that's it. Maybe it's, uh, maybe we're back to the rub some dirt in it era as well. And, and that's what I mean. I mean, I think, I think a lot of ways when, when you look at this, this is an eighties movie that's looking back at the fifties and, and the eighties idolized the fifties so much when right, if, yes. if you were around that's in great. the eighties. There's poodle skirts, there's there's neon colors, there's all this stuff that's looking back at the 50s. The same way that, like, just in the last five or six years, they're looking back at the 80s. Like, you know, every 30 years or so, you look back at the <laughs> and start to, you start f- to really sort of... You find your parents' old clothes, like, in the attic, and you're like, oh, yeah. man, look at this, Van Halen, sure. And you, and you <laughs> idolize it, and so, really, when you go back to Hoosiers, if you really pull it apart... What they really tried to do was say, this is what the 50s were about. And this is what toughness was about. And this is, you know, there are, you're right. There are so many strokes and beats in that now that you go, oh God, you would not tell that story <laughs> that way today. But, but for, for one of the sort of first of its kind in its regard, I, I, I get why everybody went, oh, wow, that's really, sure. that's really cool, right? Yeah. There's, that's, ooh, I, I've not had somebody pull my heartstrings that way. And so I get it. I get it. I, I enjoyed it more back then. Um, yeah. But I get it, it. There's just, to me, the only thing, and I'm with you, I'm, be, I'm kind of playing the role of curmudgeon no, on no, this I one. Love, <laughs> yeah. But, but it, there awesome. is certainly something to where, like, the casual sports fan who made it to, you know, sophomore year of high school in sports has this belief about, like, the coach should always scream at the players. The player should always feel bad for everything they do. And that's just sort of the dichotomy between like athletes and players. And yeah, until it, the last scene where finally the coach goes, okay, yeah, fine. You can have, you can have this one. Okay. Wow. Look at, look at how much he, he didn't slap him. I guess. So, right? so there is one scene again in that same, I think fight scene where, or actually it's, it's after the uh, guy has to come out with the open wound. that really pisses off Gene Hackman. Um, how dare you bleed where he puts a guy in, but not before sitting him down and telling him, don't, shoot it unless you're right under the basket like it's just it's just such a funny thing like okay you're going in but just to remind you we don't want you anywhere near the basketball if that happens to happen you're in trouble so uh, uh, yeah. really really cracks me up um a couple- that said um look i i had a i had a i had a little league coach back in the 70s that was so close to so much closer to walter Matthau and bad news bears than you would have ever thought like <laughs> like like drank beer during our practices like if if you didn't hit a ball for you know five or six pitches he'd start throwing to you under oh yeah stuff he just it was just it was that kind of a thing you know so mike i had nothing i actually never had any coach that wasn't that way that's what caught up it's so funny so i guess for accuracy yes but there's this there's this weird thing where gene hackman's sort of the hero of the story and i just the whole time i'm watching i'm like gosh this is like a very unbalanced human that's like around kids in authority positions terrible i mean and and there's the point where you know after he and barbara hershey have just been banging heads and banging heads and banging heads all of a sudden they kiss and you go what the very another complaint a very unbelievable romance between those two barbara hershey by the way plays one of my favorite movies hannah and her sisters one of my like phenomenal role big 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 barbara hershey fan believe it or not 
Um, That's really cool. Yeah. So a couple notes here. Jack Nicholson was supposed to be the coach. He was originally the guy they wanted, but had a scheduling conflict. How different is that movie? That is a very different movie. Um, so, so I had actually, that's funny. I, I had not heard that story until today. Um, when I was looking some of that up and they were talking about the fact that then Nicholson runs into the director after all the awards that all this stuff gets. And, and he says, you know, I really wanted to cast you. And he and Nicholson says, Oh, that would have been really interesting. And, and he said, how do you think it would have been? And Nicholson said, Oh, it would have been an even better movie. Basically, <laughs> I love it. That's, Can I say strong agree? And yeah, I like Gene Hackman, but just Jack, come on, Jack Nicholson. It would have probably been a, maybe it would have had less of a, a cult following and lasted all these years. Cause I really do think Gene Hackman nails that like old coach vibe. And Jack Nicholson's probably too cool. <laughs> like he would have just been cooler than your high school coach was. Uh, think, but it would have been funny. Does the replacements the right way. You know, I think that's, I think, I think, I think Hoosiers is Gene Hackman studying to eventually be the comedy coach mm. and the replacements. And that's, and that's where, that's where he finally, there yeah. you go. Robert Duvall <laughs> also declined the role. Um, he would have been the more boring right. option. He could have played the old man. Uh, he does. Yeah. He has that vibe as well, but I would, he's not yeah. Gene Hackman has an edge to him. Gene Hackman has like, I'm three, three whiskeys in. I did not know the Duval one. Would you have picked out of those three? Would you have picked Nicholson? Oh, no doubt about it. But the, I mean, I'm all for the cool factor. And Jack Nichols, like I said, it would have been a completely different movie. Yeah, it would have been really interesting. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to anyway. So you you're a fan of Hoosiers. I I still am, but probably more sentimentally sure. than anything. If that makes sense, you know. So, and yeah. I think I'm just heartless. I, I sentiment is not like anything I ever feel. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's just... what I always say about you. Yeah, just heartless. <laughs> that's how I always semi pro. On the other hand, now this movie is is completely different, other than it's about basketball. So getting into my notes here, this this movie obviously. Um, the the plot of it, sort of the Will Ferrell owns an ABA team more as like a novelty, like just he made a bunch of money and now he owns a team that he just gets to sort of do whatever he wants with. They're about to merge with the NBA and are not going to be select or they're not going to make it. Only four teams are. And he works out a deal that the top four teams of that season will make it. So the bad news bears have to become one of the best teams. Again, another sort of just classic, classic story. What I dig about this movie, first of all, I dig the look and the vibe of it. It's yeah. I dig the funk music. I'm actually a huge fan of Love Me Sexy. <laughs> they open with Will Ferrell's Love Me Sexy song, and it's just like so – oh, I love it. Me too. <laughs> it's just, I, I would actually I jam too. to it. I think I think actually um, speaking of a fish that or the fish that saved Pittsburgh, I think that that's where they got the whole aesthetic from. Oh, I think no they doubt. watched that movie and went, okay, let's just make that funny. And, and let's just run with it, basically. So and, and yeah. that's what it is. It's like an exaggerated version of the sort of like, you <laughs> yeah. know, the 70s, the funky 70s. Exactly. Little disco, a little funk, um, yeah. lots of soul. It, so it, and it also parodies the ABA, I think, just so extremely well. It, so it's, perfectly. Yeah. It's, the, it's a version that they present, which is like, I mean, the ABA was pretty ridiculous. There's, we have the story. There was a... A witch named Robota. I don't, have you heard this story? That the nu- I have. Yeah, that the Nuggets hired to cast yeah. a spell. I believe on the Pacers in the yep. playoffs, 
and, and it ended up backfiring. Oh well, yeah, they ended up getting destroyed in the yeah, game and losing exactly. the series. Classic Nuggets. But there's a picture somewhere. I've seen yeah. it—a black and white picture of her standing on the sidelines. And and man, I don't ever want to see that picture again. It kinda... well, it's hilarious because there you could see the players that are just like, "What on earth is going on right now?" And so, in some ways, Semi Pro really parodies the ABA, and in some ways, not really. Yeah, <laughs> kind of actually just how it was. This. Can you imagine I, today at Pepsi Center if it was like now before tip off everybody we're bringing out a witch she's going to cast a spell on the Lakers let's all just pause for this okay so first things first um, I I do love the fact that on the NBA league package you actually get to see the halftime shows nine times out of ten oh right yeah and there there are occasions that the halftime show I'm going that's close enough to Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm, I wait, wait. What am I watching right now? Is that is that guy throwing cups on top of a train seal? What are we doing? Yeah. And 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 still, I I wish I, I totally agree with you. I wish I could have been around in not only the ABA days, but like minor league baseball. Every every sport as they were coming up, you know, the AFL, um, the 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 redheaded stepchild league that came in second always had to do this crazy stuff, you know, this just insane stuff um, just to get people to, to come out and check it out. You know, they, they'd have, <laughs> you know, the baseball teams, uh, I remember, I can't remember which team it was, um, a minor league team um, would would start uh, a... Uh, oh, oh, a uh, small uh, person. Yes, I know this, right? Because it was so you. hard yeah, to right? strike him out because he was yeah, only up three feet so tall. Small, right? <laughs> and, and exactly. The promotions that went on in the ABA. Yeah. Point, these were not... I don't think these are wild exaggerations. I'll bet there was a bear on a court <laughs> at some point right. in the ABA. Have you have you heard the bear story, by the way? Uh, so I have it in my notes. I'm so glad you have. Look at you. Well, you were so you believe in show prep. You did the research. I'm so. I'm now. I'm kind of mad. I did the research. I could have just uh-huh. hit record. So <laughs> no. so so there is no, a the, the senior referencing is that Will Ferrell to boost attendance because part of the deal is they have to finish top four, but they also have to have at least two thousand people in the stands for every game. A problem the Nuggets kind of have or have had in the past. Right. So right. they they start doing these crazy promotions, including making Will Ferrell wrestle a bear, and it's pretty fun. Again, it fits that ABA, like you're talking about. It fits that, what can we do at halftime that's just so ridiculous that it, people will come. But the bear, you, the bear that they were used there had a very haunting ending. <laughs> it kind of, it's it's weirdly like that freaky horse out at DIA. Um, you know, <laughs> that's r- oh, that's <laughs> right. It is Lucifer. So yeah. seven weeks after filming, the bear with another stunt person um, was, was wrestling and actually killed him. Yeah, bitter in the neck. It's the co-trainer. There were two trainers. They were oh. cousins, brothers, cousins or brothers. I, I, it's always I, it's, it's always brothers. Fantastic. It's always yeah. like twin <laughs> brothers. The lion tamer brother. I mean, yeah. Sig- Siegfried. Were Siegfried and Roy actually brothers? I guess I don't know that. They uh no no they weren't no. well they, they, were, they were not um no no they were not um but um, that was a disaster as well. Yeah, it was. That was a disaster as well. Um. Just, just with other uh, <laughs> animals that you shouldn't be doing that sort of stuff. Another, with. another detail they have in here that I love. Um, <laughs> they trade a washing machine for a player early on to boost their. Now, yeah. this and is actually yeah is, for Woody, Woody Harrelson. If, right. if you could think of any actor that you would say, who would you trade a washing machine for? There's, there's your. <laughs> That's right? very true. Um, he so they trade the washing machine for him. This is not too dissimilar to. Do you know the story about Kyle Korver? Um, I okay. I've heard like 
two or three different ways that this story goes. So set me straight on this one. I, so I'm not two, sure. Kyle, this isn't even that long ago. Kyle Korver drafted in 2003, still in the NBA, drafted in 2003. He was traded for $125,000 from Philadelphia drafted him and then traded him. And the reason they traded him was because they needed to pay for their summer league. Like summer league's a big expense for teams and they were short on cash. They were getting, I believe getting ready to sell around that time. So they trade him for for summer league, but they had a little bit money left over, so they bought a copy machine. So te- technically, <laughs> Kyle Korver was traded for a copy machine and the the, the budget for summer league. I uh, first off, I love that story. Second off, um, I can't believe that I've even got a random Kyle Korver fact for you that I've oh, never wow. told or I've never told you this one. This is good. This is an original. Um, Kyle Korver and I share an aunt. Okay, that is fair. I can't believe you've never brought this up before. My my uncle married Kyle Corver's aunt, actually. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, so I feel so like you I... don't have nearly enough hookups for this. This, <laughs> I, if, if I were like a third cousin of Kyle Corver, whatever you are, I I would definitely be bugging him nonstop for like information. <laughs> we we have never met. He and I he and I have never met. Um, I I didn't discover this fact until uh. Much later on, uh, but yeah, that's it's it's the truth. My my aunt Duray is uh, Kyle's aunt Duray. So, well, that is yeah. really wild. There's one more trade I want to tell you about. In 1983, Tom Martin, a minor league player, was traded for a bus because the Come team on. he was playing against had a spare bus, and the team he was playing for their bus broke down. True story. So I I love that. I the one that I would like to know if there's any sort of history for. Is there ever any sort of history for a guy playing on one side of the court in the first half, oh. the other side of the court in the second half? Uh, like, like. Well, it Andre. does happen, and yeah, exactly, it does right? happen in this game. The uh... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've I've never heard if that's actually happened. Like, if a trade was consummated, I I, I can't you wouldn't imagine. think they could do that, right? Because they still got to there's there's waivers, there's all the physicals, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, I, I want to see that so bad. It I'd would be stuff. it would be great. It would be yeah. it would be truly great. Especially like what would the box score look like? Would how many po- <laughs> how many points would you have? That. Like, would you have? Would they just add them together? Yeah, I think it'd be yeah, great. Would, uh, uh, so. The, another thing that semi-pro and Hoosiers have in common, um, both games, big games, come down to granny shots. There's a granny free throw to, hey. to win this. Uh, to, Look at you. Yeah, so a little crossover there. Uh, okay, I'm I'm really proud of you because I tried. I tried really hard on this one because I'm a I'm a. Do you, do you play the Kevin Bacon game? Oh, sure, six degrees. Yeah, sure. Six degrees, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. I I'm a geek about that game. I actually really love to play it, and I I really wanted so bad to get like super obscure and find out that at, when I couldn't find out that it was they had any like shared actors, and of course what they're 22 years apart, sure, so of course yeah. they didn't have any shared. But I wanted to find out that like the 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 AD on one of them was the third uh, something yeah. that the, the one guy had been and I couldn't find anything. Damn it! I tried so hard. <laughs> well, that was my first <laughs> one. Um, I liked it. It was pretty well done. They also uh, they win the game by inventing the alley oop, which is I I I, I I'm my a scene in the whole they movie. Fake the pass and go straight to the basket. Twiggy, how hard is it? He keeps throwing elbows. What do you want me to do? I want you to stand up to him, you pussy. Marx, wait. I gotta tell these guys something. I had a dream. I had a dream I was in heaven. And my mother spoke to me. 
She was wearing this flowing white gown, and she showed me a brand new way to score a basket. She called it the alley-oop. She spoke to me, and she said, with this gift, you will win fourth place. I'm a curm- I'm a curmudgeon, and I didn't necessarily like laugh a whole lot of the- at this movie. I just, I- and I'm going to talk about that here in a second. But I did, I did kind of like that as being like a plot device, the invention of the alley oop. It reminds me. Do you remember the Sweet River Baines uh, sketch yeah. from Saturday Night Live? <laughs> An all timer. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Jordan awesome. is the uh, first black Harlem Globetrotter. There was a time when the Harlem Globetrotters were very buttoned up, just like no crazy passes, no nothing. And then, of course, Michael Jordan taught him how to do it, but was too good. It's a very, it's a pretty hilarious sketch. Uh, I do. Is Will Ferrell a good sports movie guy? We've got semi-pro, Talladega Nights, Kicking and Screaming, Blades of Glory. That's four sports movies. That's a lot for a career. It really is. You'd think one of them would be good. I mean, you know, to no, I'm kidding. Well, you know, I, no, I'm with you. You know what the problem is? In semi pro, he's a very obnoxious, in your face, wild and zany basketball player. In Talladega Nights, he's a zany race car driver. In Blades of Glory, he's a zany. Ice, I mean, he's just the same guy. We're just doing yeah. the same bit. It's just, oh, you know what's funny? The ABA, ice skating, um, NASCAR, or whatever. So. <laughs> The formula is I, very obvious. I well, and and far be it from me to suggest that um, Hollywood might take an actor and figure out one thing they're good at, and then just squeeze it until yeah. it, it's just dry as a bone. But um, yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree with you a bit. Um, I think I think one of the reasons I probably love uh, this movie out of all of the ones you just mentioned, I don't love it. I like it best of those um, is because um, I, I think he's just most believable as an ABA basketball player. Just at his height <laughs> it, I agree. And his, and his kind of crappy build and all the rest. Oh, yeah. it just, it, it, he, he suits the role and it, and it kind of works. Um, it's, he looks like the guys is, that were guarding Wilt in the old footage. Like, like okay, I know yeah. he scored 100, but he's dunking on Will Ferrell. Yeah. And it's, it's totally, it is totally his shtick, right? Yeah. And, and I, I, it's funny because um, I went back to that um, alley-oop scene that you were talking about um, because I love it so much. And, and it was weird because watching that up against Hoosiers was the first time I went, oh, yeah, it actually <laughs> does make a difference when a guy takes a shot from 20 feet out and you watch it go down as opposed to how, how much they had to edit that just to make it <laughs> right. look like he actually takes that shot, yeah. right? Uh, and and still that scene is so perfect where they build it and they build it and the music's coming up and you expect everything to just go nuts and he lands and then you can hear a pin drop and i every time like, hmm. every time i watch it i bust out laughing because they just nail the beat of that dead silence it's just it kicks it kills me every it, time it, it, it's pretty great <laughs> i wonder what the first alley-oop looked like but everybody want, was confused I'll bet, I'll bet that was it. I'll that was that just it. exactly like that. Most believable part of the movie to me, the names. Jackie Moon, it's a great ABA name. Dick Pepperfield, Lou Redwood. Those These are elite ABA, like, 70s names. Everybody had a, you know, some, some kind of weirdness to their name. Can I, can I give you a weird one, but it ties back to Hoosiers instead? Sure. The kids, I, I I only saw this today as well, and this one kind of blew my mind. The 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 names of the actors um, who played the the uh, Hickory basketball players. Okay. 
Um, those were the last names that were up on the chalkboard as the opponent's last names. So they actually got the <laughs> twice. Um, but I agree with you. Jackie That's Moon cool. is, is, is totally <laughs> yeah, every, every name. They, they nailed the names. So for sure. this movie really makes me think of Doug Moe. Me too. Because yeah. I think Doug Moe is like so representative of the ABA. I know when you think ABA, you think Dr. J, maybe George Gervin. And those guys all yeah. obviously should be. But Doug Moe to me is the epitome. I mean, he he sort of was Jackie Moon in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. Well, and I mean, think about, man, I I haven't seen it in a long time. But have you seen that picture of uh, Larry Brown coaching the Nuggets oh, in, the, in, the, in the denim? Denim uh, overalls. Yeah. Oh my God. I think they are bell bottoms. I mean, he's all, all, all of him and Doug Mo, man, the coolest cats on earth in the ABA. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Throw ABA some roller so skates cool. on them. They would have. They would have been perfect. We should. We should. Man, we should have to play with a red, white, and blue ball like once or twice a year. That should uh, have to happen. Love, love it. Actually, it brings me to my next question. Would the league have been better? The NBA if it would have been absorbed by the ABA, the other direction. <laughs> I mean, the ABA brought fun to the NBA. The NBA was Hoosiers. The yeah. NBA was. The ABA yeah. was semi-pro. You blend them together, and I think you got, probably got the perfect balance, although it took a little bit of time. I think the ABA ultimately, over time, the influence got stronger and stronger. But do you think it would have been better the other way if the NBA would have taken these teams? It's like, it's our league. We're, we're doing the bear fight at halftime. I not only really love that, but I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you maybe one better. If it would have worked out that way, would the Nuggets have won a damn championship by now? They, they could so have been the Celtics. If the ABA, right? They exactly. Been this, this bizarre exactly. word, the ABA absorbed it, and the Nuggets just have the best style. That Doug Moe team just wins ten yeah. straight with their crazy yeah, yeah. zany style. Yeah. Well, who knows? Um, well, this was fun, Mike. This was yeah, a fun me- little. Uh, uh, look at two very different movies and bringing them together. <laughs> I think at the end in a very forced way. You you tied them together. I can't believe it. <laughs> if if I only could have found one more way to have actually made a tie-in to to that damned Pittsburgh Pisces. Let's say Pittsburgh movie. Well, Pittsburgh Pisces is great. I actually meant to go through a list. I'll go through them quickly. ABA names: Anaheim Amigos, Pittsburgh Pipers, San Diego Conquistadors. The Flint Tropics is no more funny than the San Diego Conquistadors. Did you know that the Flint Tropics is the only name out of those eight teams that is not a real ABA team? Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They use all the, all the, the, the regular ones. It's so funny. Uh, really interesting. The ABA is great. <laughs> well, that was fun, guys. Um, don't forget, you can check out our full bracket and all of our coverage on Movie Week. Don't forget to subscribe to all of our podcasts, including the Denver Sports Podcast, and vote on Twitter. Follow all of our different handles, DNVR underscore Nuggets, DNVR underscore Sports, Broncos, Rockies, Abs, all of that stuff. And you can participate in this very, very fun poll. And, of course, leave a comment in the description. Let us know what you think. We'll move on to the next one.